Okay, so tonight on this episode of A Generation Unplugged, we're going to talk about a topic called Don't Blame God. Uh, we were speaking, uh, we were talking about this this last Tuesday night uh, during prayer and uh, felt impressed to the Lord to talk about this topic because I feel like it's a very, um, it still is a really big deal. I know in my past, from my background, it was a really big deal, not understanding why, you know, why do good things happen to bad, why do bad things happen to good people? <laughs> you know, I mean, I good guess things happen to vice bad versa, people. you know, whatever. Uh, you know, is it God's will for me to be healed? Is it God's will for me to, you know, a lot of people think that we should be sick. A lot of people think that we should be poor, you know, and, uh, and they blame God because they think that God is trying to teach us something in, in poverty, <clears throat> in sickness and disease, you know, in, uh, you know, depression, in, in anything like that, anything that is coming against you and you feel like it's a, it's a tough thing for you to come through, you know, a lot of times people think that that's of God. So we're going to talk about why that's not of God and what God's purpose really is for a believer. So I just wanted to start out with uh, John 8. And let's see, John 8. John 8, 31 says, Then Jesus, I'm sorry, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. Often, before you can receive anything from God, you must find answers to the questions you are that are keeping you from receiving. As long as questions crowd your mind, there will be doubts in your mind. And as long as you have doubts, your faith will be hindered. And just about the time you find the answers to one question, the devil will bring something else to your attention to drag out the doubt even further. It's his main job to make you doubt. It's his main, it's his goal in his eternal life, you know, to, to, to drag you down and make you a part of who he is. You know, he's full of lack. He's full of death. He's full of sickness and disease. There's no life or light in him. Um, but where you are a believer, you are the exact opposite of that. Right. Because the words, you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. You are a joint heir with Christ, according to Ephesians, seated at the right hand of God. Uh, far above all principality, power, you know, any spiritual darkness, you're seated above that. Um. Yeah, I like that. Because it kind of boils down to just knowing the will of God for your life. It boils yeah. down to understanding who your God is. It, it's, it's boiling it down to understanding the character of God and, um, you know, what he does, what he doesn't who he is, who he isn't, what he's going to do for you, what he's already, basically what he's already done for you and what he, you know, and then the side of it that, you know, there's, there's a Satan and it's what he does to you, you know, because there's a thing that people misconstrue, like God does this and God doesn't do this. Like God is who he is and everything outside of it. It's not that it's not, he doesn't do something. It's just Satan 
he takes the place of that and does the exact opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. so I think what's awesome about this topic about don't blame God is that it's going to be really easy for people to like, like it's, it's a step in the right direction of, you know, all the, all of the back hurt, all of the back, you know, the backstory of your life and, you know, the things that you went through that you felt mistreated and unfair, like it's putting in perspective of, you know, the relationship that you can move forward with, with God. Like, so now, um, I like, I just like to start off with Acts 10, 38, and it says, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And I know that that's talking about healing, but I love the part where it says Jesus went around doing good. And, and I love that because that is that simple. You know, that's, this is, (laughs) this is the part that I love when we're talking about God, because now, now we're simplifying like the answers, you know what I'm saying? So Jesus is good. God is good. Right. The Holy Spirit is good. And in them, there's no evil. There's right. no bad thing coming from them. Right. And like just putting that out first and foremost is just we serve a good God doing good things. And so all these things that are coming to us and as far as knowing the will of God we have to really step back and look at things, just simplify it and, and calling things good. Is this good? Right. Because if this is good, this is God. You know, if, you know, if you're laying on your deathbed, that's not good. (laughs) You know, if you can't go out and buy groceries, that's not good. You know, if you're depressed and full of oppression, that's not good. So therefore that can't be God. Right. And that can't be God doing something for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I heard I heard someone say this the other day. It was so profound. I had never thought about it this way. Uh, but one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, anybody here can tell you that. It's John ten ten. Mm-hmm. It says the thief the thief cometh not but to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That's Jesus speaking there. So again, he's talking about the good things that he's come to do. But what this minister had said was, is that notice it is an identity yeah. there. Right. Stealing, killing, destroying. I know we've talked about this before, but he talked in it. He talked about it in a way where it was like a thumbprint. Right. You know, right. or like it's an identifier. Yeah, it's an identifier. Yeah. So like whenever you go into. OK, so, you know, after my wife has gotten ready for Sunday morning church or whatever, She's got perfume on, you know, her clothes are out or whatever. It looks like she's been there. You know what I mean? Right. After we've cooked dinner, there's pots and pans in the sink, you know, (laughs) until the dishes are done. You know, it's not going to look like a clean kitchen. Somebody's been there. You see what I'm saying? So you can tell where the enemy has been. If there's killing, stealing, and destroying. Right. There's evidence. Yeah, there's There's evidence. evidence If there's life and life abundantly, where you're like, you know, you go to like a nursery or plant nursery or a big farm or something like that, everything's growing. Everything is alive. That is a product of God, you know? 
Yeah, I want to clarify one thing, too. When we say terms like the deceiver or the thief or the enemy, we're call, th- that person has a name. It's Satan. Yeah. So I want to make sure everybody understands that they're, that's who we're talking about when we say, when we use those terms. Right. Right. Well, actually, and so Satan yeah, in yeah, the Hebrew, right. the Arabic, yeah. means the adversary. deceiver, yeah. adversary, destroyer. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, right on. I think, you know, from the beginning of this, it's and you guys have already said it over and over, but I think one of the main things that's so important is to remember that the most important thing, because I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't. I think our biggest problem, y'all, I'm going to figure this out right now. We can all close up and go home. Y'all ready? Go ahead. <laughs> it's this right here. We don't know nothing. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's sad. It's mm-hmm. sad because we, we grow up, you know, we're around church. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even say that we grow up in church, but we're around this, mm-hmm. this culture, especially here in the South. We're around this culture. I mean, the Bible Belt and all of this. But our biggest problem is, is we still don't know anything. Right. What, what we know is what each other does. What we know is what, quote unquote, church is and has been and always will be yeah. forevermore. Amen. I think one of our biggest problems is, and y'all have already hit it so many times, is <clears throat> we've got to know who God is. Mm-hmm. We've got to we got to know who He is, right. and what's you know. And if we can just put two and two together, that was Jesus's purpose. Yeah, that was like His main purpose. You know, we 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 try to attach this this thing and this thing and this thing to why Jesus came. Why why was He sent? Why did God send Him? You know. I mean, obviously salvation. I mean, there's so many different facets, but you know the number one biggest thing was to reveal God to the creation. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So when she, so when she's quoting these scriptures and she's saying, yeah, he went around doing everything good. Yeah. You know why? Because <laughs> he was saying, this is how your father is. This yeah. is how God is. Right. That's what it's meant to be. Y'all been blaming him for all sorts of junk <laughs> and attributing this and yeah. this and this. And I'm just here to tell you, I mean, this is how Jesus, I think this is how it went down. Yeah. I'm just here to tell you, y'all wrong. Yeah. yeah. This is how your father works. Absolutely. You know, and I, I remember one of my favorite pastors ever in my entire life. Um, <clears throat> one of the most, uh, one of the most simple but pro- profound things he would ever say was, <laughs> he was, because, you know, we're always, I was young and I would just go to him and be like, well, pastor, what do you think about this? Should I go here? Should I go there? And he was really smart because he would say, well, I can't tell you what to do, but if it was me, <laughs> this is probably what I would do, but you better pray about it and figure it out, you know, between you and him, because I, I can't tell you what you need to do. But he would always say, just measure it by peace that's in you. Yeah. There you and go. number two, God is good, devil bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Amen. God good, <laughs> devil bad. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. yeah. And there's a scripture in James. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all knew I wasn't done. There's a scripture in James, um, and then I'm just going to sit down and be quiet. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. Oh, yeah. Trials. There you go. Struggles. Come on. Well. Preach it. (laughs) He will receive the crown of life, Mm -hmm. which the Lord has promised to them that love him. So nobody ever said this whole life was going to be a bed of roses after it, after, you know, you get saved, you get born again. Right. I mean, nobody said it's it's going to be a, you know, Brother Hagin used to say floating on clouds of ease and and everything was going to be amazing and wonderful. Nobody promised that. Right. Um, but let no man say that when he is tempted or tested, tried, 
that I'm tempted of God. That's right. Well, God's doing it to me. Y'all don't know. No. You, how many times have you heard somebody say, well, the Lord's testing me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Lord's testing me. I, listen, <laughs> I've heard that more times than I care to. But God cannot be tempted with evil. Right. You can't test God with evil. He's like, get that out of my... It can't even exist in his yeah. presence. Right. right. Like, yeah. God good, devil bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. And neither does he tempt or test any person on the planet that he ever made. That's my translation. Right. But every man is tempted. He's tested when he's drawn away of his own lust, his own desires, and he's enticed by that desire. He opens access to the devil to do something stupid. Yeah. And then when we fall for it, then people, it's so easy to blame God. Well, God, where were you? How come? Yeah. I know we're not touching like on healing just yet, but I, I love the thought of this, though, because it's like, you know, people have the concept that God's b- bringing me sickness and disease because... I just, I just wish that you would share. I just wish that you would share that thing. Um, when we first met you guys... We were just talking about that. Thing. Do it. Whenever do it. Mother Marin, yeah. was like, <laughs> tell that oh, story. Man. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's good. <laughs> okay. Well, no, the very first time I was going through some, at the time it seemed really bad. Now that I look back on it, I just think there's just a lot of oppression. I'd never, I was, my body was going through some symptoms. I was having some pretty alarming things. And at the time, I'd never been sick in my life yeah. like this. In my life, like I grew up, I was healthy. I mean, I'd had one little hiccup here and there, but I mean, like this was the tell all tell. Mm-hmm. And the, just, and I really say that cause that was in my mind. And so here I am, I'm going through these things and just a lot of anxiety and I didn't know nothing, didn't know about watching my words, didn't know anything about even healing and the Lord, the Lord sent Mother Mern into my life, and <laughs> she was so nice to <laughs> let me know that, you know, she just strongly corrected me, you know, and started, uh, you know, having me watch what I was saying, you know, started having me watch what I was proclaiming over myself and just gave me a road in the, you know, gave me scriptures and just begin opening my eyes yeah. to this yeah. awesome God, you know, this, and I, and I honestly, the biggest thing that I ever take away from that is that this isn't God because this isn't who he is. Yeah. And that does go along with what I'm fixing to say, because in, in my mind, and then what I've heard come out of everybody else's mouth, you know, it's, it's this whole like idea that God wants you to do this, like you said, to test you or to use it to glorify the Lord, you know, right. and uh, he's because he's going to get some blessings out of this because, you know, you're going through this. So when you finally get healed, he'll get some kind of glory out of it. But the biggest catch to that is, is what happens when the Lord heals you? Because now it looks like that he went back on his word. Like he wanted you to have this. So why would he heal you? You know, it's like you taking medicine for a symptom or a disease, whatever's going, you know, and people go, well, I'll just go to the doctor and, and get help. Well, the thing is, is taking medicine 
would mean you were working against this test that you believe God wanted you to have. And so I just, anyways, in this process of my life and like moving out of this mindset that, you know, I, I have this, I'm going to have to have God to get over it. He gave it to me. So, you know, somehow he'll get rid of it for me. Isn't isn't that messed up? He's going to give it to me. And then somehow he'll just have to get rid of it. You know, when I guess he's just tired of watching me. Yeah. Or, you know, you die. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like, you know, talking about it out loud seems silly. You know, it really does. And it's not, and it's not shame on anybody. It's not shame, but like, but that's how, you know, it's of the enemy. It's silly. All this confusion and just the, like, when you start talking about it out loud, it's, it's kind of dumb. You know, you just, you find yourself being like, yeah, well, that doesn't make sense at all. Well, of course it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, so if it's a test, what are, what are you going to learn through it? <laughs> R- right? I mean, because what's the lesson? What, what was yeah. the lesson? What should I have learned through it? You know, I've heard that so many times during my life. And, you know, people with, with severe, with really messed up stuff like cancer and different things. Well, yeah, he's put this on me to teach me something. I, and I just got to figure out what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're probably going to die before you figure it out. Exactly. You know, I mean, it, and, you know, to understand again, I mean, just understanding the nature, the nature, the character of God. Yeah. You know, honestly, thinking about that, what what is so, and I'm going to use this word, we don't use this word around here very often, but what's honestly scary about that, what you're talking about there is like, if God really was that way, and God really put stuff on people, like say you have cancer or whatever, and then somehow, by some chance, you get healed of cancer, I would be terrified because what is God going to put on me next? What's he going to do next? What's yeah. he going to do next? Yeah. He's going to have to talk that long. I'm going to get like, you know, I don't even Ebola. know. Ebola. Yeah, Ebola, you know, Ebola, yeah. Ebola, This used to be a very touchy topic in the church that I grew up in. Uh, and it's John 9, 1 through 4. Uh, so I'm just going to read it. New King James Version. It says, Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. We all know this story. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Stop. So all, it has always, and I have heard people, I'm not going to name names this time, but I, I have heard people say, see, see right there, look right there. God just, or Jesus just said <laughs> it wasn't him or his parents. Because yeah, I think it's in a different gospel where it says it's not because of his sin or his parents' sin, but it's so that God, the glory of God can be manifest or something like that. So in other words, what he's saying here is, is that, or what people think he's saying, is that God put this blindness on him from birth to get glory out of it. But if you continue, see, and that's the whole part you were start, starting with earlier. We don't know nothing. We always stop right before we should. Always. always. And so if you go on to verse 4, and this, is, this goes right back mm-hmm. to Acts uh, yeah. 10.38. Verse 4, he says, I must work the works of him who sent me. While it is day, the night is coming when no one can work. 
as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. That's, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory there. He's like, it doesn't matter if it was his sin or his parents' sin. I'm here to do exactly what my father sent me to do, and I'm going to heal this guy, and he's going to see. Yeah. Well, that is yeah. one of my favorite scriptures because I will never forget the day when the Lord opened my eyes to understand what he was saying because I dug into that myself way, way, way back because I was, I was challenging a lot of the stuff that we heard and the things that we grew up with and the, that, that type of ideology, you know. Yeah. Um, it's really important that we go to the hard stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, most people will say, okay, well, you don't know nothing, so stay away from the hard stuff. But the really honest, I'm going to tell you, the thing to do is to is just to plow headlong into the hard stuff and let God reveal the hard stuff. Absolutely. So that we can understand it and don't ask nobody. Find out from him for yourself. I did that. It was one of my favorite scriptures ever because if you can read between the lines, what Jesus is saying is it doesn't matter. Yeah. It don't matter where it came from. Right. It don't matter if his mama sinned. It doesn't matter if he sinned. It doesn't matter if great, great, great grandmama sinned. It doesn't even matter. Listen, it doesn't even matter if the devil put it on him. Right. It doesn't matter if there was access somehow. Yeah. It don't, I don't care. That's what Jesus was saying. I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 What's going to happen right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because what's going to happen right now is God is going to be revealed here. Yeah. And he's going what, what does that mean for him to get glory? We 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 take stuff, oh y'all going to get me started. Go ahead. We take stuff and we and we romanticize it mm -hmm. and we religiousize it and we all do all this dicing and sizing with it and we miss the entire point. <sighs> to give glory to God literally means he shows up and he's able to manifest to you and to the world. Yeah. He's able to show off and show you who he is. Right. That's what it means to get glory. Like, <laughs> like when I say, Lord, uh, let me do this to your glory. What does that mean? See, we get it in our minds. I'm going to do something amazing. Listen to what I'm saying. I am going to do something amazing and it's going to, and, and it's going to somehow reflect on God in my life. That's what we think, and that's how we work it. What he said, what we say, and maybe we'll stop saying this a whole bunch. Yeah. When I say, God, I'm going to do this for your glory, what that means is, is I'm going to get myself out of the way and let you that's do it. the entire thing, yeah, the whole it. business, yeah. on an impossible way that can't nobody think that I had anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's bringing glory to God. That's what Jesus was doing. He's saying, Absolutely. watch this, y'all. Back up and watch because God is about to be revealed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because this is his nature and character. Here he is. Ta-da. Yeah. Yeah. You got something? Go ahead. Go ahead, please. There's something else that I get out of that is, um, is that... Um, Everybody Jesus healed pretty much in the word. Almost everybody. He said, your faith has made you whole. Yeah. Uh, he says, can you believe? Mm -hmm. So he didn't say it here. So I think it's a given that yeah. this man believed him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he healed him. Yeah. yeah. If Jesus had said, well, he sinned and this is why. Or if Jesus had said, well, his parents sinned, and they done that. That could totally 
take away the faith that that man had. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to get anything because I sinned or my parents sinned or what? Why would they do that and cause this to happen to me? Yeah. Or, or I'm not worthy because I did sin. I'd done this. Yeah. He, Jesus didn't go there. He said, just so the father will get glory. Yeah. Because he already knew so far. I, I believe that because like I said, he told people it's your faith. That made you whole. It's so good. So I believe that man was believing what he was hearing, yeah. and he was able to receive. So Jesus yeah. was able to do that. That's yeah. a good point because uh, we haven't talked about that part of the equation yet about our, our own personal responsibilities. Yeah. Um, God is all good. Satan is all bad. And there's a third person in that equation. That's that's us. That's the individual that you yeah. see in the mirror every day. Go ahead. Yeah. That's yeah. And uh, we've got a part to play in that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were so out of time for this episode. <laughs> time goes by so quick when you really are are talking about God. You're talking about His character. There's so much to be said and so little time to do it. We would wear ourselves out just talking and talking about, about God and all of this. But we're going to have to end right here. So we thank you guys for joining us for this episode. And come back, and we're going we're gonna to hit this again. We're going to pick up where we left off. And we would love for you guys to reach out to us at kingdomgen22 at gmail.com. Reach out to us with, uh, with your comments. Reach out to us with your questions and testimonies. Man, we love testimonies here. We want to hear the yeah. good things that God is doing, how this maybe has changed your life or, or just what he's doing and how he's doing it. So listen, like we always say at the end of this podcast, get unplugged.